This episode is sponsored by IOTA Origin, which is bringing tokenized commodities into Shimmer DeFi. Three, two, one. Welcome to the Podcast. Welcome back to another update episode. Uh, Landex has been here a few months ago to explain the platform, and now they are back to tell us a little bit what's been going on and what's to come. Uh, we have a couple of new members as well that haven't been on before. Welcome to the podcast, guys. Hey. Hi, Thomas. Hey, guys. Um, before we go into the, like what's been going on uh, around you guys, because I've seen you've been pretty busy uh, last couple of months, and I'm sure that you are not lacking any work because the uh, smart contracts should be out pretty soon. Um, but before we move on to that, if we could uh, hear, hear a little bit about the two new members that we didn't have on last time. Sabo, you were here last time, uh, so we know pretty much about what you've been up to. Uh, but we also have Mustafa and Nusar. My name is Mustafa Shahini. I'm 30 years old, coming from Germany, but my origin is from uh, Turkey. Um, I'm the lead member for technology and development at Landex. Um, my background is I worked several years in IT compliance, test automation, and as a test manager. My first experience in work was um, as IT compliance uh, consultant at a bigger comp uh, at a bigger uh, bank in Germany than in the biggest transport company of Germany and um, I worked several years as test manager in Frankfurt with several um, interactions with banks. So I have a degree in uh, bachelor informatics and now I'm working uh, since more than one year on Landex and I'm glad to uh, be with uh, the team. I'm leading the development team, which has several developers right now and working also uh, in the previous IT architecture, which we have uh, made after we fork compound. And it's right now at the audit. And also um, I worked on the concept of the innovative features of Landex, especially with Sabo and Nozar. And this is what I'm doing right now at Landex. And also we are working on several other things uh, for the future of Landex and also for new things. And this is what I'm doing at Landex right now. Wonderful. Impressive background. Um, and what about you, Nusar? Could you tell us about your background and how you ended up in Landex? Yeah, sure. I'm 29. And... My master's degree is in business administration in finance. For six years, I've been working as a trader, investor, and a dealer in stock market, cryptocurrency market, and Forex, and also a bit of a look at gold market. So uh, I have a good experience in trading. And uh, for around one year, I've been working with Landex. Uh, I used to trade cryptocurrencies and I used to be engaged with them, but this is the first time I'm uh, playing a role as a member of a team 
in a cryptocurrency project. What I do inside Lendex is I design financial products. So uh, everything related to numbers and the processes, what should they be, how can they benefit the community, the protocol itself and stuff. Uh, the financial aspect of those uh, processes and products are uh, being calculated by me. And also in a teamwork with Sabu and other guys. So we will look at everything from different angles and perspectives. And uh, to talk about my passions, I am really into doing everything for the future. If something is already exists or is enough for life, uh, uh, that would be boring for me. Uh, I want to go for the future, build the future, and step into it even even before we are there. I like that, mate. That sounds impressive. Um, both of you guys, we're going to ex-bank on a pretty good trader, as I think that once we're done recording this episode, I'll just send you guys my private key so you can make can help me grow my portfolio instead of me just shrinking it every day. <laughs> um let's speak a little bit about what makes lendex so special yeah maybe it's, it's a good part for me um first of all the most special part i think and uh, my own um trust is in the team i think the, that's the most powerful thing in the, from lendex right now um the thanks for the team that they are working with me on on the vision uh, which i had uh, more than one half years ago and now all of the futures which we had in mind is now in a real product. It's very exciting um, or very exciting times coming up. And I'm very proud of that. Um, yeah, we have a, a part of the team here right now, but uh, all of them has his own history and they're amazing people. Um, if you want to meet them, just join our Discord or Telegram group. Um, but maybe more, let's go more into Lendex itself. Um, if we say that Landex is uh, developing a product for the internet, uh, but what can that mean? Um, for that, I have to explain maybe the difference between the decentral finance and the traditional finance. Um, here is a problem which we can analyze as a problem. It's not a fictive problem, it's a real problem. Um, the classic financial or the traditional finance world is mostly limited to areas, right? So like um, the US or Asia or in our case, Europe. And sometimes we have also just national products based on uh, just one country or so. And that's related, of course, for the, uh, of the regulations which uh, each uh, area has or continent has. Um, that's a trouble. Why? Because we have, we have, we are now connected international, right? All products or all companies are working or trying to work together in a very agile um, formation. And the financial products are more old school or not up to date. And that's what's changing right now with the decentralized finance. We are connecting the world. Um, that's the first time of the history and we have the opportunity to deliver financial product um, which, is which is able to connect people uh, in just one platform or one protocol like Landex. And that's why we are focusing to be an international place where everybody, uh, everyone meets together. That's the goal. I'm very 
I'm looking very exciting for the future of, in this case, because it's very promising that we can change the future together. That also meets with Mozart's passions here and also with mine and the other team members. Um, that's maybe the, that's the overall special uh, stuff about Lendex. And if you go uh, a bit deeper, what the protocol should have to be a special place for people or for the community. Um, I think we differ from other protocols uh, in our simplifying or user-friendly uh, use cases and user-friendly um, opportunities to use our protocol. And that means in first place, it puts our people first. That's very, that's very important for us. We have very experienced people here in the team, uh, which are targeting uh, to, to build a great product with, with the best user-friendly usability. That's our goal. Uh, it's, it's very high priority. And if we talk about our business itself, the basic principle isn't new. I think that's, uh, that's clear. If you say lending and borrowing have been around since the ancient times and loans in their current form uh, is uh, I think that science and resonance uh, very public. Um, what we do, however, is uh, is is in a is in a, a much better way. Um, if you, if you ask me why, because we use a, a new technology that means in the, our case the blockchain or in IOTA's case the DAG, and also the smart contract. And with the opportunity of IOTA's technology, we can also go multi-chain or we have multi-chain opportunities and we can build in this uh, framework or the, on this technology uh, a very big product or we already did, did it. And we have our slogan, um, we have our new slogan, which is, uh, or you can uh, uh, listen to it in our uh, videos, which we upload over Twitter. Um, although it's, it's basically nothing is new, but everything is better and it's very important. Um, we can talk later about uh, invention and innovation, what that means. Um, but have a user, user uh, interface that um, offers a familiar environment to all experienced crypto traders in a professional mode. It means we have a mode um, where professional traders are DeFi experienced people can use our protocol. That's very important because we have people in our community, they are very experienced, but we have also um, an, an, a beginner mode for people which has no experience. I think that's also very important to give them a ground to, to use, uh, to have a good experience here. And what we are also working on is a kind of uh, game mode right now. Um, so you can do everything, but without using real money. Yeah, it's, it's more a test test framework um, to collect experience before using our real environment. That's very um, that's very important. Maybe also shortly explain what supply means in our case. Um, you can earn money without having to do anything for it, or or in this case, you deposit money in and get interest. I think that's very simple. And here, a bit more complicated part, but it's also simple um, if you compare it with something which is also existing right now. So if we say borrowing, um, you can borrow something and you have to pay a low interest for. 
I think that's classic. It's already known. Um, for this, you have to deposit the security. We call it collateral. Um, it's just like people take out a mortgage uh, today. And if you pay back the borrowed amount, you also get your collateral back. That's the that's borrowing part. And maybe uh, to hold it a bit shorter, um, if we look into our long research, which we did together with the team, mostly with Moza and Mustafa and other team members, um, we can talk today after maybe also having a course of the Harvard uh, online uh, certificate course, which is very well explained um, the difference between invention and innovation. Um, after that, I recognize that we are running full on innovation instead of invention. Invention is already done. It's very old. Blockchain is very old. It's not a thing from this uh, from the last 20 years. It's older. Uh, but what we did is innovation. It means you can bring innovation if you work in the labs, if you are working on new stuff, or you are you have a working experience. So most of the people from traditional finance can or jumping into DeFi and have an idea that can also be innovation idea. And we have people who is creative and see opportunities. And um, all of the three parts are uh, related to innovation. And what can innovation mean here? Uh, in our case, it's not simply uh, forking a landing protocol. Um, and you must develop a better product than the previous one. And that is, uh, and that is what Lendix is focusing. And I think uh, we are uh, way ahead in this because we have a deep research done and we have developed a great product uh, to explain it with an example. And we have an innovation aspect or innovation part in our protocol. We call it the ultimate loan. Um, I will explain it in a very, very, in a very high level, why don't many fact. Um, what it does, um, example for the ultimate loan is you put in $50 and it turns into $150. How can that happen? Um, it's magic. <laughs> no, I'm joking. It's not a trick here. Um, we are using the revenues from the protocol um, instead of distributing that to the team or shareholders or whatever. Um, in this case, all of that goes into the resale factor. It's, a, it's, a, it's something like a treasure, treasury. And if you want to know more about that, you have just to read our light uh, uh, paper or go into our medium. Um, everything is here open and transparent. Uh, it's a bit more complex, but I don't want to explain it here because it can take a long, uh, uh, too, too much time to do that. Um, but in overall, that's how it works. It's a loon, which you must, uh, which you must uh, join uh, with your already um, uh, bought or get over the airdrop uh, your leg token. And you have to fulfill some requirements here. It's not an all-time loon. It's, uh, it's something like open gates. You have a time frame where you can join it and also to pay, to pay back. Um, but for our users, um, we want to keep everything as simple as possible, like a spindle arc to the beginning, right? And they have just to uh, let it on. And that's it. That's the ultimate loan. It's very powerful. It's innovation. And that's why I explained it. Um, so we have uh, a full innovative protocol here. And that's that's our most uh, most special thing we are innovative protocol uh, based on landing uh, 
and uh, borrowing. We have also the stable coin. The stable coin itself is also based on the ultimate loan, but uh, that was not the question. Uh, I think I'm done. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, great explanation. And um, I'm really liking that you said that you guys are building a beginner's mode and a game mode, which uh, at least I will be needing, and I think a lot of more people will be needing it, because I've never taken part in anything like this um, myself. And um, I would be kind of scared to get into it with real value. Uh, so having such a game platform or a beginner mode where I could play around with it and I would not be risking anything to make a mistake or whatever, um, that would be very valuable. And I hope and I'm sure it will be because uh, Cutcraft with Spec Weekly likes to take part, like take um, projects, um, feature them on his Spec Weekly YouTube channel and explain how to do and how to move around, how to use it and maximize it, which I really appreciate his work. And I really hope that m most projects will reach out to him, uh, do a deal uh, where he can simply make a great explanation because he's such a good good talker and explainer and teacher. So I really hope to see more projects reaching out to him so that we on the outside that really isn't too technical are able to just watch his videos and we can just do whatever he did. Like we have like a, a guide. Um, you also mentioned uh, a stablecoin, uh, XSD, if I remember correctly. Is that a hard peg stablecoin or an algo stablecoin? Okay, let me explain this part. Uh, it's kind of a hybrid. Yeah. To mint XSD, using our ultimate loan that Sabo just mentioned, you should use Lex, but its pegging system is not relied on Lex. Its pegging system is relied on stable coins. And to go in more details, it's relied on top stable coins. Right now we have USDT, USDC and DAI. And we are observing the IOTA network to see if it's better for XSD and for the users to use BUSD instead of DAI or not. So overall, it's going to be pegged to the top three stable coins in the market. It's a hard peg because in its pegging system, you can burn XSD and the protocol will give you these three stable coins based on face value, not based on market value. And if you bring one of these stable coins to the protocol, the protocol will give you XSD again, uh, based on face value, not the market value. So they are combined. Uh, but in order to mint it using the ultimate loan, you need to have Lex. So as you noticed, I just uh, mentioned two different ways of minting XSD. Ultimate loan and the other one was bringing some stable coins. The other one, which you can use by bringing some stable coin, is named the uh, XSD stabilizer. It's actually a pegging mechanism implemented inside the protocol. So, and it uses uh, stable coins. To go in more details, this stabilizer will have stable coins in it and the maximum amount of stable coins of XSD that can be minted using the ultimate loan have already 
been supplied inside the stabilizer. So if a user is going to mint some XST using his or her legs, uh, surely before the minting starts, there are plenty of stable coins in the XST stabilizer. How can it happen? We have created the ultimate loan as a way to uh, push the usage of XST and give Lex holders an incentive to have access to Lendex revenue or reserve factor. The reserve factor is the source for both XST uh, stabilizer and ultimate loan. The amount of tokens that goes from the reserve factor to the XST stabilizer is equal to the maximum amount of XSD that can be minted using the ultimate. And there is a time gap between them. When something uh, splits between the XSD stabilizer and the ultimate loan, its deposit into stabilizer is at the moment, but its process of being turned into XSD takes at least three months. So even before issuing the first loan using this method, it's obvious that that new XSD tokens can be backed by 100% of a stablecoin or not. And when the minting happens, these are the facts and numbers. As I told you, an equal amount of XSD has already been in the stabilizer as a stable coin, but inside the ultimate loan itself, we have some extra tokens. So if we count the stable coins inside the stabilizer and the stable coins inside the ultimate loan and compare it to the minted XSD, we can understand that uh, XSD is 166% over collateralized. And this part, we haven't even counted legs. As I told you, you need to have legs to use the ultimate loan. And if we count legs, uh, we have stable coins inside the stabilizer, we have stable coins inside the ultimate loan, and we have legs sum all together and compare it to the minted XSD using the ultimate loan. The XSD tokens are being 233% over collateralized. So it's a hard pick and it's uh, very strong. Now, um, this explanation might have encouraged some people to get to know ultimate loan better, more, and maybe they want to use it. The ultimate loan works in this way. Uh, and a, a stream, from the Lendex reserve factor is going to ultimate loan in form of a stable coins. A user which has Lex can bring their Lex to the to the ultimate loan as well. They have to lock the Lex tokens for at least three months. At the end of three months, based on the locked stable coins and based on the locked Lex tokens inside the ultimate loan, the ultimate loan will give them an amount of XST equal to up to 150% of the live value of their locked LEX tokens. 
So actually they are having access to the revenue of the protocol. Uh, they can have the loan for 50, 30, or 60 days based on their personal choice. So uh, they can repay it. If yes, they will get their Rex tokens back. If not, their Rex tokens will be out of their hands and will be used to back those minted XSDs by the protocol. Uh, this uh, feature that I explained, actually these two features that I explained are a bit complicated. So if you have any question about any part of what I just explained, please ask me and I will open it up for you. Mm. I, th I think you explained it pretty well uh, and I think it will be a little bit easier once we get the, uh, the beginner mode in the game to actually see it uh, with our own eyes. Um, but it, it sounds really good. Uh, but, but how do you guarantee the security of the platform? Um, there are two things when you are talking about uh, security in a protocol. One is um, you, when, you, when you begin to develop internally and in, in, after the development phase, you have a test phase where you test it again. And of course, you have somebody externally to secure the trust of uh, the protocol outside um, for, for, for all the people which are using the protocol. Um, we are responsible of, for, uh, as development team for the internal test phase. Of course, we are responsible for the whole protocol, but an externally uh, audit company uh, should, and um, at the moment um, there is a company which are auditing our code. But I want to um, describe how we internally face this um, security concerns. So if we begin to uh, implement on a functional functionality, uh, developers writing, uh, writing unit tests. That means the functionalities um, temporary are tested in the beginning. Even uh, you, can, you can explain that as um, imagine you need a uh, functionality to uh, make two plus two and it's four. So you have to test um, if it's four or if uh, is the summary four or not. This is something you are doing in the unit test. So you begin and there is, there is, a, there is a common use of testing in, in the world. Um, you have a pyramid where, where the front end tests and things like that are on the top of the pyramid and down on the pyramid, there is unit tests. Unit tests are the beginning of the tests and written from the developers. So if, we, if you have this coverage of the unit tests, you have a big uh, thing already solved. If the, if the problems are beginning, they begin on the unit tests. So you cover already a big portion of the problems with the unit tests. Once um, you wrote the, the, uh, the functionality and you have the unit tests, then you can go to the next step. There are several steps, but I, I, I only want to explain uh, a little portion of it. So imagine um, after you have the functionalities and have the pro protocol, you um, want to test functionalities in interaction. So imagine you have to calculate a bigger a problematical mathematic function, and you have plus, you have minus, you divide something, you have to test the functionalities 
in interaction with, with, with the other functionality. So you are uh, writing some tests, which, uh, which is facing scenarios. Imagine as an example, um, for the ultimate loan, somebody is coming with uh, an, an amount of, a very low amount of um, Lex token, but he has a big level in NFTs as a level. So you have to test how much percent or how much uh, Lex or how much, um, uh, excuse me, how much loan he will get from the ultimate loan. At the other side, You test another scenario to look for for the problems at the minimum at the maximum um, you have you have somebody with a big portion of a landex token and he's coming and then you have uh, he has no nft level or he has a low nft level you have to test is my functionality and is my work working for all the scenarios i'm coming with um, that there is a there is a, a little funny meme in uh, the internet I saw last week. Uh, some some testers are testing somebody who is coming in the bar. Um, the 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 people are uh, wanting a drink, and the tester is testing it. And says to the chief, "Okay, functionality is working, great." And then after uh, after all the things customers coming and asking for the toilet <laughs> and the program is going down and uh, gives errors. Mm -hmm. So you have to test really much things and cover all the scenarios to have security. Of course, um, you, you cannot test all the things because it's mathematical, um, uh, not possible. You, you, have, you have so uh, so a big number, you cannot test all. But what you can is test coverage. And if you have the coverage, you can say my protocol is secure. And of course, we are doing this, those stuff um, internally already. After we wrote our tests, so we say, okay, this, this protocol is good. We have tested it from A to zero, from all the things. We say we are making a cold freeze and give it to the audit company, which we have already done. And yeah, we hope that it will be uh, end uh, in the October of uh, in the end of months or 
in, uh, in this month. And this is how we uh, guarantee security for the protocol. This is common uh, in the crypto space, in the conventional IT space. If you do um, some security internally, you have to let it audit from outside. Mm. Yeah, it sounds like you guys are very comfortable uh, around the, the security of the platform. Um, that is, of course, a high um, priority for, for both you and the, the users. Um, so I'm really looking forward to, to see everything unfold. Um, and hopefully everything is like no ma major bug that needs to be resolved. Uh, but it sounds like you guys really have the competence to, to do this. But does the Lendix team do anything more than a lending protocol? Yes, of course. Um, we have we have something uh, new in our uh, in our portfolio. It's a uh, it's a uh, if if we let's say it's a goal of the team. It's not uh, directly related to Lendex itself. Um, we are right now working on an incubator platform for DeFi. Um, let me say that's our second project, and it's including a launchpad and. That's what we are, um, what we are working on it. But uh, we are not working on the development part right now. We are uh, more related to the research. The research is done. We research everything in the space. Uh, we took a lot of time. Uh, mostly, you know, Zion needed it. And um, what about what is our goal? Why why do we want to build that? Um, I think there are two different things. One of them is the the, um, the incubator itself. I have faced the problem by myself when I used, uh, or when I talked about Landex in the past, um, the mostly in the, in the meetings, uh, when, I, when I got a meeting uh, with the idea, then they wanted a huge amount of your protocol itself. Um, or if you have an agreement, the most uh, most of the um, ventures has a part. It's partly part as an incubator or maybe as an ambassador. Um, depends on their interest. Um, you are you are you are losing your goal because you are uh, you must agree their uh, requirements and that's what I don't wanted in the past. And it's also very hard to find the incubator if you have interest conflicts. Um, if somebody is listening to you and he sees, oh, okay, fuck, he's building an amazing protocol and I'm doing the same, I cannot help him. Yeah, it's okay. That's how business works. But that's very bad for a startup or for a DeFi or Fintech um, project. That's why I'm, I want to solve this problem. And I didn't sell an incubator based on DeFi protocols. Um, they do it partly or just as a second um, or a side, side project, but they are, it's not mainly, and we are facing that. And uh, the launchpad itself, uh, it's also its own, um, has its own uh, strategy and a problem solver. Um, the problem is, uh, it's very clear. We have a launchpad where you can buy. That's what we have right now. But you don't know anything about the project. You have only the resources, and you have to trust that the resources are clear. And what you don't have is something like a benchmarker or a proofer or incubator, which is validating the, pro the protocol for, the, for a period of time. 
and that's also very uh, it's very interesting to solve this um, in a innovation in an innovative way and um, if we say you have no experience in DeFi as a beginner you are you are a talented guy or woman and you have a nice idea you are facing so much problems if you jump into DeFi because the concept itself of DeFi is very complicated if you have no experience with it. And you see the regulators are uh, try to regulate it, but it's very hard to regulate it. I was, um, uh, I think about last week uh, or two weeks ago, I was in Slovenia in the conference where the Mika presented the result of their stuff. And so on and the other, uh, other people who were related to that, um, it's very difficult. I had to greet toys and I saw the problem in both part now as a, as a builder and also from a government part. So if you don't have experience here, you will build something which, will, which is never able to run because of the regulations and, you, and an incubator or a loud team can help you in the beginning. And there, there should be more incubators. Um, that's people or companies who is, who's helping this data to, to, to don't do mistakes and support them from the sketch uh, until the launch. And that's what I'm calling the incubator. And the launchpad is something you can then uh, go on with a public sale or a private sale. And there are some moral concepts um, where we can talk about later. Um, from that's my experience. What I did, I think, after having this experience, you can uh, you can have a clear focus what to do and what to build. Um, but what's more interesting, maybe for for the Lex holders is the relationship between Blendex and uh, the protocol which we are uh, which we want to build. Um, that the idea is to 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 bring more utilities to Lex. Um, how we can do that? That's very clear. Um, we have we are facing something which all protocols face. That's the tokenomic. All of them are building a protocol. That's one guy or five a team of five. They are building three, four protocols, and all of them has its own tokenomic because, yeah, they want uh, as much as possible in return or whatever. They have some goals, and that's not what we want to face. Uh, we want we want to bring again innovation here. That's why the platform will not have its own tokenomic. And if you think about uh, a protocol which has one protocol, it can be a DEX. Index can be can have landing can have a launch launch functionalities, but the problem here is the user experience. If you have a bad user experience, you will never use the other protocol uh, features. And that's why we think and believe in that you, that you need the own um, own homepage or own uh, the app uh, site. It, it should be a new user uh, design, so completely different from the from the other protocol. But what we do here new is to bring a tokenomic which exists already into uh, another protocol and this functionality we have, we implement Lex and also the stablecoin as a payment structure. And uh, there's much more, but I don't want to talk yet about that. Um, what, what is important maybe for our uh, Landex uh, supporters, uh, they should not be worried about the current development. Uh, the mostly part is doing uh, or working on with the management team. The management team is focusing 
to the research, to the concept, to the law part, to the compliance part, and how to implement the other concept into another one, and so on. That 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 are just doing uh, some people of us. Uh, we will do. We are doing example research is done by me and Nozar. The development will be done by Mustafa. Michael is uh, the guy uh, which is doing the compliance and legal stuff, and Mark uh, is doing the uh, the marketing and the site stuff. So you see, nobody from the developer itself is here involved right now. That means 90% of the team is focusing on Landex. We have a lot of ideas for Landex. So it means we have a lot of stuff to do. Um, we, what, what is also positive for us is we, we, uh, we got a license here. Uh, we are able to run uh, in a legal way uh, crypto DeFi product, which is very amazing for us. I think that's a good, good way to be compliant uh, with the regulation, which will come in the future. Um, that's for us, uh, we are very proud for that because it was a long time to get this. Uh, we have also a company and our company for the, for the uh, launch pad. And um, what we have is, is, very, is very close um, to, to another thing. When we say there is a concept um, which must be uh, compared to another uh, concept and it must be better, right? It cannot be the same or a bit more better than the other one. That's why it has not its own tokenomic. We are not taking, uh, we don't want to face the problem which other protocols do. A lot of Launchpad has uh, different values. One of them is successful, another one not, and we have to research why. And we know the answer, but we are not sharing our experience now. I think that's our, uh, one of our uh, good results we did. Um, yeah, that's, I think that's it. We have um, some more parts, but we can maybe talk about that later if you... Hmm. Yeah, uh, great explanation, mate. And uh, congratulations on your license. Uh, and it's very good to hear that you guys are maximizing your potential. But as of right now, what are you currently working on? Currently working on um, the vault team, maybe. That's very interesting. Uh, what is the team doing right now? Um, we are working together on our public say. Um, that uh, the process itself. So how do we want to do the same? How can we do the same? And we have um, we have we did our research. How where can we do our sale? And we found some uh, supporters here, so platforms which uh, allowed us to do the sale. Um, but there was some, or there is some uh, points which we cannot agree with. Uh, that's why we decided to build our own process. Um, it means we will do the public sale over Landex. Um, we have the team for, we have the, it's a part uh, of, our whole picture so that we can approve the, the community and the guys are able to, to run a launch pad because they did it already with the Landex public sale. Um, the current situation, yeah, maybe we can ask the current, we can talk about the current situation. Um, I'm following also other pro uh, protocols, not only DeFi, it's also blockchain related protocols, other projects. Um, they are very afraid of the current situation of the market, it's very various or negative uh, in their point of view. But what people should know that the currently invested amount, it's 
twice uh, as much money than the last year in the bull run. So, so two, 2022 is very, it's very attractive uh, because, because that is often the case that in the bear market uh, projects are creating a very solid protocol. You can build everything in the bull market, they will go up and down, but uh, they are not uh, able to, lie, to live in, in a, in a bear, bear situation. Um, if we accept that the best protocols came up from the bear market, then we have decided internally that we want to challenge this um, this huge. Uh, it, I think it's a huge challenge, and we will we will tackle it. And we want to go with the trend. The trend is uh, the, the most of the investors are investing inside the bear market. Um, yeah, people who is interested in short gains, they are maybe a bit more afraid. But if you look on the on the investment at overall worldwide, then. 2022 is much more better than the last year. Um, yeah, but we have also uh, the need to do the public sale. The need is uh, very simple. Um, we have agreed to go with our community. It means we have not accepted ventures. Uh, why are ventures here are not good for us? Um, I have learned now that ventures are very good if you want to grow. Uh, but if you want to grow, you have to deliver first of all your basics. And we are not on this situation. We are uh, running and launching the first time. So we cannot talk about growing. So there is no need for a venture. And other protocols, which are including a venture capital in a very early stage, um, that's a very, what I learned, it's a very, very bad deal because you have give up something. Something can be um, your liquidity mining, which is your, your governance token, as an example. And what you also can do if you have the power of the foundation or the power of voting power and you have a lot of supporters is uh, to, to set up a vote over the uh, community DAO and get the amount of Shimmer token and promise that to the venture capital. So you are losing Shimmer to the venture because they are taking a lot of risk to, to support you on a test net yeah, or innovation net. It's very risky for them. You have to accept that. And on another hand, you have to, to look at it. Uh, you are giving up your liquidity mining. And the most profitable part is then for them because you are building everything for their advantage. And I have here big, big, big ethical problems. I'm not here for, to, to run a product just for one company. My goal is to have, a, I think it's the same goal as Nosa said uh, in the beginning, to have an have a, um, innovation uh, part of your protocol, it must be useful for the community, it must be transparent, it is, it must be transparent and it must be fair. Fair has a definition and the definition can different from the position, but I think if I can talk for, from the perspective of a team and also of a community, because I was in, in, the, in both positions and to run it with the community, it means we have to provide something and this this means in our case, we have to provide liquidity. Um, to don't lose our protocol to companies means to run it together with the community. It means the whole IOTA community. Um, they must understand if we have a strong protocol, we will get a huge, um, a huge uh, power worldwide maybe, we will see, that's our goal. And if we deploy the money together on our protocol, so people can borrow, and that's very important for a lending protocol. So you must be able to borrow assets. 
if you don't deploy uh, liquidity on a lending protocol, so nobody can uh, borrow, and that's uh, that, that's a bad start. So we need the public sale to start our kickoff. Um, that's why we do that. I believe in the community. We will do that. We can do that. Um, we we have also PayPal. What we will do with the leftovers, but there is no need to explain it yet. Uh, in, in in this question, maybe uh, we have a lot of explanation. But I talked today a lot. Maybe Nozar want to edit something. Yeah, sure. Uh... If I try to talk about what we are working on and talk about sale and stuff, I will go in technical details and I will go in uh, what we are doing because I will just uh, describe the general and whole picture and our values. Okay, to go to the details, how are we going to do the sale? As uh, Sabu mentioned, we are not having any partnership or any contract with any venture capital, but uh, there's a need to have initial funds on the first day on the protocol. We need to have them. So if we are saying that we are community-based and we are not going to start any par partnership with any venture capital, so no venture capital is trying to fill our pools on the first days. But uh, how can people borrow from empty pools? We have to provide them something. That's why we have designed the sale in a slightly different way. Uh, the funds of the sales are going to be used as the initial funds of our stablecoin pools. So even on the first day, there are enough funds or there are some funds for people to borrow from the protocol and those funds are stable coins so if someone wants to do something and for that they need to borrow a stable coin there are funds on lendex because of the public sale and what are we going to do with the supplying interest rate interest rate or supplying interest of these funds they are going to be used in the bug bounty program. So Lendex is not going to use the interest of these supplying funds for its own usage, but Lendex will use it to increase the security level of the protocol. And how are we going to calculate the value of these funds? We are trying to uh, run a public sale. We are working on it. 9% of the Lex tokens will be sold out. But we are not setting any price or any specific price for it. We are setting a price range. And uh, the price of the token would be dynamic based on the funds that people or our community want to deposit in our sale. So someone wants to deposit you know, something like uh, $10,000, someone wants to deposit something like $1,000, no problem, they can come. And as the sale goes on, but the tokens are not finished, the price of tokens will decrease. So what am I talking about is a price range 
which, which starts from a higher point, point on the first day of the sale. And as people are coming, but the sale is not being fulfilled, the price of each Lex token will decrease. But uh, people don't. People who have supplied something on the first day or on the second day, they don't need to do anything, and they their tokens, their Lex tokens, wouldn't be sold to them with that higher price. Everyone at the end will get the token at the minimum possible price of the sale. But as Lendex decreases the price, two things would be clear. First of all, if uh, people have no intention in uh, paying higher amounts for legs, they, they can just wait, the price will decrease. And uh, at the end, we will have a price which have been set based on the community's uh, decision, not based on a one-time decision made by Lendex team. So this is how we're going to do that. And uh, uh, the other thing we are working on is to give extra use cases to this Lex token, which is the native token of Lendex. Sabu mentioned those. Uh, we are working on a concept for an incubator and also a launch pad. Uh, the launch pad, which has the incubator inside it, have no native token or tokenomic. Uh, it's going to be built as a parallel or as a different project, but it's going to help Lex. How is it going to do that? Uh, the, the protocol, the launchpad protocol and the incubator incubation part, they are not going to work based on uh, nothing. They will have their own business model. They will gather their own fee, but their fee will be used to help Lex. How? Simple. Without having any effect on Lendex or without binding these two protocols together, the launchpad will gather fees and those fees can be used to buy back Lex from the market or burn it or to uh, do something else. We are still in a research level, research stage. And this can help uh, Lex. So investors who are thinking about the public sale and who just heard how we are going to run our public sale can have in mind that the use cases of Lex tokens are not just bind to the Lendex protocol itself. We are trying to design some new concepts and some new ways to give use case to these to this token even outside the protocol. And uh, apart from the general uh, fee story that I just described, participating in sales on the launchpad can be done using Lex token itself. So Lex can be used as a mean of value in the launchpad, or uh, people can have access to some extra features on the launchpad by locking their Lex X token. What is Lex X token? If you go to Lendex and you supply Lex, 
the protocol will give you an X token, which is a, the representative of your locked legs. Usually these X tokens are just to hold and uh, know that whenever you go back to Lendex, you can have access to your supply tokens as well. But uh, with the launchpad, users can use even their locked uh, legs in form of X tokens. So this means their Lex tokens, which is uh, already supplied inside Lendex is uh, gathering its own passive reward of uh, supplying interest. And at the same time, they can use its X token on the launch pad to have access to some extra features. All the information I just uh, said about the launch pad and incubator and uh, everything related to legs are in uh, research stage. They are not finalized. They haven't been implemented. We are working on them. We, we may update them, but uh, I think I addressed the question of what are we currently working on? So we can say 90% or more than 90% of the team is working on Lendex. And some people are working on a concept related to a, con a, to a launchpad, which includes an incubator. And this launchpad and incubator would be innovative and different from the current launch pads and incubators in case of it's going to be decentralized instead of centralized. Uh, just being uh, on a crypto network is not enough to be counted as DeFi. We want uh, to create a protocol or a product which is being run in a decentralized way. And uh, yeah, cool. Uh, I'm really looking forward to see all this unfold, and um, so the we in the community can start and play with all of this. Um, but when do you think we will be able to start playing with this? Do you go live as soon as the um, the Shimmer smart contracts are live? Sure. When Mustafa gives me the word, then I will answer the question. Um, if we talk about Lendex, then we. You can say uh, we are already in the audit stage. It means um, we will be audited. And we are in the current process of audit. Um, if that is done, then we are from our uh, position uh, ready to, to uh, launch when the Shuma EVM is, is updated already on the Shuma environment. So we need, we need our part, it's the audit itself, and we need the part of the IOTA Foundation, which must deliver the Shima EVM. And yeah, then we are able to run. We are ready for that. And the, the launchpad incubator will not be ready on the Shima EVM because we are not uh, we are not in the development stage right now. I hope that answered the question. Yeah, yeah. And then you move over to um, assembly once that is live. Once assembly is live, uh, we can or uh, we will deploy the protocol um, as a separate protocol on assembly. So um, therefore there will be no big effort to uh, deploy on assembly because we will be then ready already for Shimmer and that's why Shimmer is there as a staging testing network. And um, once it's live, we will be live. Mm. Great. Um, 
that's the end of my question list. Is there anything you would like to to add before we end off? Um, it's not a question. It's more um, to say uh, thank you. Thank you to, to, to you, Thomas. You are doing amazing work for the whole community inside and outside uh, uh, the IOTA community. Thank you so much. Um, we, are, we are really supporters of you. We are, we are very thankful that you are doing the stuff and you are doing it great. And I want also to thank for our community that they following us. And if they listen to the end, thank you for that. Um, and I want also to thank our uh, full team of Landex, which was not able to speak today because we are around 20 people. <laughs> and, but I want to say thank you for them that they are uh, inside the Landex team and we are working together on the vision. And yeah, we are proud to do that together. And that's it. Thank mm. you so much. Fantastic, mate. And thank you so much. Uh, it means a lot. And um, thank you guys for joining. Uh, I think everybody appreciates a little bit of update of what you guys have been up to. And um, thank you everyone that has been listening so far. And um, get behind or get left behind. Cheers. Cheers. Bye-bye.